0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 104 this week. 104. That's right, man. That's- or
1: otherwise known as the end of volume two. Yeah, man. Get there. <laughs> About to start the third season, which is crazy. It is crazy, man. I mean, it just, but it's been a hell of a hundred and four episodes. It has.
0: Man. It has. So many phenomenal guests. We've had Oscar winners, Grammy winners, Tony winners. All the winners in the entertainment industry have been on our show. And <laughs> Essence
1: we've, Award winners, everybody, like exactly, literally, literally. Exactly.
0: We've been so fortunate. And we have to thank you again to all of our guests that have come on inside the Crazy Ant Farm and got a little crazy with us. I oh, mean, man. it's been so freaking fun, and it's been such a learning experience because we've learned so much from these people.
1: We really have, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole point. And we hope all of our listeners out there, all of you guys, have learned as much as we have from it because that's the whole point is to is to spread along the the knowledge, right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. Well, we got another great guest
0: coming on today. We got the one and only Stephanie Drake coming on. You might know her from
1: Mad Men. Oh, I know you were a huge fan oh, of this show. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I like started it. I, everybody kept on me. Like, have you watched it? Have you watched it? And I, I hadn't watched it, you yeah. know? So I watched the first episode mm-hmm. and then I just fucking binge watched. I was so <laughs> addicted after one episode. It was just like,
0: oh, I yeah.
1: And man, it's brilliant.
0: It's yeah. Brilliant. And she's like, honestly, I tweeted about it the other day, but she's literally, honestly, one of the nicest people in the entertainment industry. History. Absolutely,
1: and, and funny as hell. Exactly, she is just so funny. I mean, so you guys are gonna love this interview. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And you know, your host with the most ourselves,
0: myself, JLo fantastic, and the one and only mouth What's up? Oh my goodness, we got so much to talk about today on Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Of course, we're talking the streaming wars, Netflix, Disney, Hulu, all that good stuff. But we're also talking about Harvey Weinstein. He finally got convicted and sentenced <laughs> to fucking jail. That's
1: Right, but is he in jail yet? That's the question. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it. It's so fucking crazy. And then of course the Corona. I mean, that's oh. affecting everything <laughs> wait, right wait, now. With the lime? Yeah, like, right. Uh, no? No, oh, no, no. That Corona is good. Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: pretty sure they're probably pissed. Uh, probably. I <laughs> mean, because
1: sales have probably plummeted. It's like it's not our fucking beer, like, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly but
1: maybe lime's the cure yeah I Debbie, you, know, you never know man. who the fuck knows, right? you
0: really never know oh shit
1: I touched my face oh, you uh, oh you're fucked fu- oh man fuck, stay over
0: there Fuck. stay over there <laughs> um, but before we get this thing started you know we gotta plug our website and our merchandise crazyantmedia.com head over there and head over to our merchandise website and you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear we put some new designs up there five Hell new yeah. designs right now you see my man right look here look at this wearing a great New crazy media design and myself. I got my quote. Hell Hell yeah! yeah." Hell yeah! Oh my goodness! These shirts are phenomenal. Great quality. Great shipping prices. And there's also promotions like free shipping, twenty percent off shipping on for certain days of the month. So we will let you know when those days are. But head over to our website and pick up your latest and greatest crazy and media gear. Uh, But. we're getting started with the biggest topic in the entertainment industry and in the world right now,
1: the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, guys, why are we talking about this? Well, one, because everybody's talking about it. It's like fucking pandemic. Yeah. It's like The Walking Dead and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But – it's affecting the entertainment industry in a huge way, guys, and, and we're not talking good way. No. We're talking a bad way. Just to give you a little bit of an idea, entertainment stocks and media stocks took a huge hit this week yeah. uh, because of the coronavirus. It, it, it's crazy. Um, Disney dropped by 5.3%. Huh. Apple was down by 3.5. Viacom CBS also down by 3.5. Comcast fell three. Netflix fell almost four, 3.9%. And Cinemark, National Cinemedia, and AMC Entertainment, not AMC TV, AMC, the theaters, guys, um, saw double digit losses. The last two, National Cinemedia and AMC, five bucks and three bucks for yeah. the stock, dude. It took a massive dump. Um, And that's not it. I mean, look, guys, they're talking about why did the the theaters take such a massive drop? They're talking about closing theaters, like not having people go to the movies. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I they mean, don't
0: want that mass population of people everywhere. I mean, we saw the NBA has been suspended for the rest of the season, at least for now. There's no confirmation on when it will come back. I mean, you got Ellen DeGeneres not having live studio audiences. Yep, you have yep. March Madness competing with only the teams on the court. And I wouldn't be surprised if after the NBA suspended the season that March Madness would just be canceled. Right, because
1: the NHL followed suit. The NHL announced that uh, earlier this week that they're now also going to cancel the season yeah um the regular season yeah. the
0: quiet place too that has been delayed all over the world captain
1: america i mean not captain america uh, falcon and the winter soldier has been delayed riverdale has been delayed um the fast and furious nine guys if you were looking forward to it this year sorry it's been pushed back to 2021 for a whole year that's crazy yeah mission impossible seven has been halted yeah. survivor has been halted the, just numerous projects have been either delayed or halted altogether guys yeah. because of this and if music uh, coachella and soundstage both done not yeah. happening south by southwest south by i was shocked y'all if you guys don't know south by southwest huge entertainment film music kind of festival yeah. type thing that takes place in austin texas every year the impact for that city and for the state is huge. By canceling, they are going to miss out on $350 million for tax revenue that's generated. Crazy. $200 million plus of that by people that just show up at Southwest every yeah. year. So that's a huge loss. Yeah. I mean, how do you even recoup that? Exactly. Um, I mean, multiple film festivals
0: delayed. You got multiple music festivals delayed as well. Like you said, Coachella. Like yep. It's just super crazy how much of an outbreak this really is.
1: Con- yeah. The biggest film festival in the world it might not happen yeah and they're going to be screwed financially as well because they didn't take out insurance to cover yeah. this type of a pandemic. So, guys, it, this could get by the way, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have it. Yeah. They caught it in Australia. They're currently quarantined right now. They were filming uh the Elvis movie over there where he's playing Colonel uh Tom Parker. Um when Tom Hanks got it, shit got real.
0: Yeah, shit got <laughs> <really> real. <laughs>
1: like, but guys, I mean, shit. I'm I'm just hitting everything. Um, this, this is fucked up. I mean, can you imagine if theaters shut down and like, like all this kind of stuff? The only positive thing I can see about this though, is when it starts to affect the fucking entertainment companies, yeah. Disney and all that. They they don't like that shit, no. bro. They do not. And Hollywood is powerful. If they put their back behind it, they can get on this administration exactly. and the CDC and shit and get shit done. And I don't think we're too far away from that. Yeah,
0: seriously, seriously. And, I mean, we talk about the streaming wars every single week. Maybe this was just a ploy by the streaming wars to get people to stay home and start streaming some uh, movies and shit.
1: I mean, That's how crazy. That's is- going to help
0: the streaming services, but, like – Oh, just mass populations of people cannot be in the same Yeah.
1: Room I mean and, and it's even affecting the studios and the agencies like the, yeah. the Writers Guild and, and uh creative artists agency and stuff. They're actually sending out emails mandating that their employees work from home. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, how the fuck are you supposed to do anything at a studio exactly. if you gotta work from home? Exactly. I, I get everything is online now, emails and texts and all this kind of stuff, but Sometimes it's got to be hands-on. Right. And you can't, like... Well, that's the same with
0: universities. They've also, like, gone to online classes. Like, a lot of people are not going to actual physical classes right now. Right. It's super
1: crazy. I mean, it's so fucked up. It's very Walking Dead, guys. It is (laughs) very Walking Dead. where we're at. (laughs) It's so good. And a lot of people are are making that joke and and doing... One thing we do, though, we want to talk very seriously for a moment, though. Please educate yourselves, because I can't tell you, I've been out and about because... I'm out and about. I'm not just going to let this thing shut me down. But I'm out and about, and people are wearing masks, guys, surgical masks, okay? These things are needed at clinics and at hospitals, and people are stealing them. And here's the problem. The coronavirus is not an airborne virus, okay? This is something that you have to touch. You have to be you know, affected with by touch or, or coming in contact it's with. It's very much like the flu. Right, like- right. So – These masks aren't doing shit to protect you. They won't protect you from getting it. And yet they're causing a problem because actual places that need them don't have them because people are literally stealing them. So educate yourselves on what the symptoms are and what it is and is not before you start going out into all these like panic modes and and actually hurting more than helping. Yeah. So just wanted to pass that
0: along. Super crazy, man. It's super crazy. Hopefully this does not take as long as I'm thinking people think it's going to take because I really hope this whole thing is just over, cured, done for by the time. Because, like, I mean, you're a huge football fan, so hopefully dude, it doesn't fuck oh with football. I'm God. a huge basketball fan, so I'm pissed right now.
1: You, Dude, so, I, I, yeah, myself, I'm a little upset about basketball. March Madness, I fucking love March Madness, but you're right. Football for me yeah. is just like, dude, if it fucks with football, like what? Yeah. It's going to be messed up. Yeah,
0: but hopefully there's a cure. People get, like, all the things they need, but hopefully this does not go on much longer because right now people are acting like it's the end of the
1: world, and hopefully it's not that way. Yeah, and can we just say some people are being fucking ridiculous. This is not a Republican conspiracy you know, they're literally throwing out. The Republicans are literally saying that this is some sort of a conspiracy yeah. set up by the mainstream media and the Democrats to make Trump look bad and prevent him from getting reelected. Yeah. What the fuck? Come I on, know. guys. I don't care what your political views are, but get, what the fuck? I, I know. mean, it's just that's just fucking
0: shit. Like they're just throwing shit at each other. It's very childish <laughs> what they're doing. So it
1: is. And I did see though. I thought this one was particularly funny. Though they. <laughs> they said it might be a good idea for joe biden and bernie sanders to come off of the campaign trail because it does affect the elderly, the elderly much yep. more and these are two old guys going around shaking everybody's yeah. hands and campaigning it might not be a good idea right now right. um just saying right. bernie but- joe maybe just be on tv you know <laughs> just run some ads guys right. run
0: some ads but one person that the coronavirus can go ahead and affect uh, harvey weinstein yes. who is He's been sentenced to 23 years in prison. Uh, Judge Burke expressed that although Weinstein's recent conviction uh, was the ex-mogul's first offense, he ordered Weinstein to register as a sex offender, which, duh, I mean, what the fuck? He's been doing this for years. Exactly. Uh, So I don't care if it was his first offense. He really needs to do this anyway. Um, But then passed a sentence of 20 years in prison for Weinstein's conviction of the first degree, degree uh, sexual assault and three years for third degree rape, uh, to be served consecutively. And right now he was in Rikers Island for about three or four days, but then he's having heart problems. So he went back to the hospital. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's it, it, right after, I mean, he was basically like finally got to Rikers after yeah. he was convicted and before his sentencing. So like you said, I think four days total before he was sentenced. Yeah. And then right after he was sentenced, they didn't even get him out of the courthouse. He claimed it was having heart problems yeah. again, and he was sent right to Bellevue again. Um, apparently, he had uh, some heart surgery to, re- to get rid of some blockage while he was in Riker's. Um, and there's been some misreporting too. They they said he's got his own floor in Rikers and that he's isolated and all. It's a medical wing. It's a massive medical wing. And, and while there is limited an amount of people in there, he's not completely isolated or by himself. And the reason he was on that floor is because it was medical. But um, throw that motherfucker in jail. Uh, I mean, still, uh, like you let know, let him get
0: shanked. And care. he's
1: you know he literally tried to remember Dan Trumbo from way back with the um. The conspiracies back in the '60s, when everybody was like, "Oh, you're a communist," and you're you were blacklisted in Hollywood. He literally compared himself to Trumbo, and as if he was being blacklisted or something, and said that the uh-huh. Me Too movement, while he was the first, now thousands have been accused and probably wrongfully accused, and he was just misunderstood. He went into this whole spiel like, "Dude, you're a fucking rapist, right? Okay, you were not misunderstood. You were not confused. You, these people were not your friends, like." Shut the fuck up. No, he's
0: by far the person who affected the most people in the Me Too movement. He, like, hundreds of females watch Untouchable on Hulu, that documentary about his sexual assault victims. Hundreds of females he has affected with his fucking... uh, It's so annoying. It is annoying.
1: And, and, uh, look, it's basically a death sentence... And his lawyers basically said that, but who cares? No. Let the man fucking die in prison. Exactly. I, I have no sympathy for this guy at all. But guys, he's sixty nine, basically seventy. Got a twenty three year sentence. Yeah. Anybody who thinks he's making it to ninety, he's not making it to ninety in no. prison. That that's not going to happen. No. He he will likely die behind bars and good. Right. I mean, I wish – I'm not God. I don't judge. I have no ill will towards it. But if anybody deserved to die behind bars, this scumbag does. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying. Exactly. And it ain't done. Because probably when he gets out of Bellevue and he gets all settled in nice at Rikers, they're already coordinating the transfer to California to face the criminal charges of rape in California. So it ain't done. Exactly. He could be convicted again. Exactly. Mm.
0: It deserves it. Deserves <laughs> yeah, it, motherfucker. Uh, now it's time to talk some fun stuff. Let's get into the entertainment industry. Yes. Fuck all the bullshit. Uh, Disney, mega huge, <laughs> uh, Disney, we're talking <laughs> Disney, Disney Television Studios overseen by Dana Walden and ran by Craig Hudgens is now greater autonomy as it takes on a large role in series development at Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, we talked about this a little bit about uh, la- on last week's show about Iger kind of overseeing creative control. Yeah. We talked a little bit about they were worried about subscribers um, with Disney Plus because Disney Plus couldn't quite I guess, guys, I mean, basically, from, we're hearing from a lot of insiders and a lot of different people. They're having a hard time struggling with their identity. Yeah. Um. What is Disney Plus supposed a lot to of, be? A
0: lot of original content wants to leave Disney Plus for Hulu because they want to produce more mature content for characters. Like, for example, the uh, Hilary Duff-Lizzie McGuire series. Right. I mean, that's why that whole thing was halted for the moment. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense. They're trying to figure out what they want. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It... It would make much more sense for The Mandalorian to be on Hulu.
1: It would, but I guess they feel comfortable with the with the family branding of Star Wars on Disney+. Right,
0: which makes sense, but it's just because not a lot of people know of that Disney is – are that Disney runs Hulu, so right. I feel like that's why they drew everybody in with the Mandalorian series, and that was the first big one that they were kicking it all off with. Well, but, yeah.
1: hopefully now this is what this reorganization is doing. It's basically instead of these executives for the, for the TV studios like Disney Studios and ABC Studios right. and all that and Fox Studios pitching to Disney Plus now, yeah. they're just literally developing their own series, packaging it all together – and aiming it for which you know streamer they think it's appropriate for so like now they're going to they're they're hoping with this more control with themselves that they'll be able to package this for Disney Plus right. and this for Hulu and this for you know ESPN or, or like cuz they do documentaries for yeah. anybody who doesn't know and so that's the target that they're trying to do now by giving them more autonomy is like Don't pitch it to us anymore. Kind of package it all together and then our guys will decide which one it's going to go to. Right. Um, And they wanted to make it very clear. And even in this statement that they released, they, they said Disney Plus is the Disney family value brand. That's what that is. Hulu is their adult brand. And then ESPN is for the sporting and outside of the lines and, and different documentary type uh, programming like that. So anybody who's confused, and I think that was Iger saying, "Look, guys, here's what it fucking is. This is <laughs> this right. is this this." this is. So we'll see. We'll keep following this because I think there are a lot of great shows. Look, High Fidelity was a huge success on Hulu. Yeah, was originally supposed to be for Disney Plus, but they quickly realized this is not going to. So I think this is going to work. I think this is a good thing for them. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm really interested to
0: see what what's gonna happen with their future content and if it's gonna be strictly like family friendly stuff because I like you said, I mean, I don't know they've gotta figure some stuff out. They gotta they do. find their identity and see what happens. But they really I mean do. you brought up Bob Iger and he just revealed that Peter Jackson's upcoming Beatles documentary which is, includes a lot of unseen footage yes. of the Let It Be rockers is coming to theaters in the U.S. and Canada on September fourth, guys.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this, and I like that they're that they're doing it in theaters yeah. and uh, you know on yeah. the streamer. So, and uh, Ron Howard's was uh, great. Beatles probably was, yeah, yeah, just fantastic. Loved every second of it. And I'm a huge fan of Peter Jackson, so the fact that this has got like 50-plus hours of unseen footage and it's going to yeah. go into all this kind of touring and, and the good and the bad. And yeah. like Yeah, dude, I'm excited. Yeah, and I mean, you got this footage from studio sessions. You
0: got, before, uh, the oh, the live rooftop in London. Oh, yeah, which was goodness.
1: their final appearance <laughs> together. All together, yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, this is just going to be great. I'm sure a lot of people are anticipating this Hell one. Hell yeah, dude. It's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, the 1946 Disney film. Oh, you were around back then. Um, a Song of the <laughs> negative, South. <laughs> negative. <laughs> will not be appearing on Disney Plus' streaming service, even with an outdated cultural depiction, it says.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah like they did with Dumbo, they kind of gave a disclaimer because of the crows. They yeah. were kind of like in a But Iger said, absolutely not. Not even with a disclaimer will this be on there. He yeah. Was, for, for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, all these announcements came out of they held their annual. Um, shareholders meeting in Atlanta and they introduced Bob, other Bob, Bob 2, as the oh, new CEO. Chapik. Yeah, Chapik as the new CEO. And um so, but Iger was specifically asked about would the entire Disney library show up on Disney Plus? Right. And he very adamantly specifically pointed to this film and said, no, yeah. not this one. Um, so ow. <laughs> that was adamant. There was electricity yeah. in the room when exactly. that happened. Um, <laughs> um, but he, and the reason is because they felt like it It doesn't appropriately represent the African-American community right. in a proper way. Makes sense. Um, and they just don't want to put it on there. They don't feel it's relevant now, yeah. y- you know, the way it was then.
0: It makes sense. I'm glad they're doing all this and evaluating their older films because, I mean, yeah, some of them that got put out back then
1: are a little risque,
0: so – I
1: mean, it's true. I, I just like I, I mean I, I thought that, that you know when they did it with Dumbo or uh, you know kind of a thing, while I agree that they don't represent black community the way they should be and and, and it's right. kind of offensive or racist yeah. or whatever. you also can't erase the past and and so I feel like if if you start eliminating art because you're worried about being politically correct, that was art back then. So maybe in some instances, maybe just the disclaimer is the right thing to do. Yeah. Now, this film is, I mean, pretty hardcore racist. So I think this was the right move for this film. But we can't eliminate art altogether just because we fear, like, you can't erase the past. Exactly. You can't do that. I mean, it's part of who we are and where we're going and where we come from. So you got to be, you know, careful with that, I think.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And on this next one, so freaking exciting because the Avengers, they are finally coming to Disneyland. Yes. This is what this is, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, and and other Disney parks around the world. Yeah. However, we should put this out there. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you are east of the Mississippi River, meaning Disney World, you will not. Have Avengers Campus. Damn. The, this was Damn. Bec- and you can blame Universal. This the whole deal with Marvel Island. You know the Universal's Islands of Adventure and how they have Marvel Island and all. This whole thing contractually states that Disney World can't use any Marvel characters in their theme park while this deal is going on with Universal. Mm. And I mean, come on, as huge as Marvel is now, there's no way fucking Universal's redoing that contract. Right. So. Sorry, guys, and anybody who lives east of the Mississippi, Florida, and all that kind of stuff, sorry. But everybody else, yes, this is going to be fucking epic. All right?
0: Avengers Campus coming on July 18th, and I saw that uh, the web-slinger's Spider-Man adventure is actually going to be Tom Holland. He's yes, gonna he's going to
1: voice it. Yeah, and uh, this thing is so cool. Apparently, you can meet... Iron Man in his new armor. Yeah. You can interact with Spider Man. You can make a spider bot, your own spider bot. That's and cool. uh, the, Doctor Strange is going to have some crazy thing that you can be a part of. In the you know, uh, there's going to be an Ant Man world where everything is gigantic and you're like the size of Ant Man and yeah. like all this kind of stuff. Um, it's my understanding. You remember where? Um, MGM Studios used to be, or then they changed it to Disney, wh- whatever, I've, Hollywood Park or Hollywood Studios or whatever. They've renamed it like four times. But where the Tower of Terror was and yeah. all that, this is I, – I think they've just wiped all that out and all of that is now Avengers Campus. Ah. That whole theme park is wow. now Avengers Campus. Damn. So
0: That's a lot. It makes sense because, I mean, Disney is kind of – Leading with Marvel, Marvel, Marvel—it's their number one thing right now.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and then that's where their Star Wars shit is too. So, like you know, um, dude, the idea of interacting with all the super—I love, (laughs) I love Marvel Island and Universal, and so I can't even imagine how epic this is going to be. Um, and I think it's going to be huge for them.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited, man. I really am. And I mean, there's a lot of other things going on at Disney and at 21st century films, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the <laughs> M- new Mutants director, Josh Boone, uh, puts the end to all these rumors mm. out mm-hmm, there stating mm-hmm. that over a year and a half that these... Mo- this movie got reshoots, and when in fact it did not, this movie had to go on hiatus because of the Disney Fox merger. So, and once it was completed, the actors had already aged out of their role, right? Or so, so they could not do any reshoots. So, which means this is going to be that gritty thriller that we got in that teaser trailer,
1: right? And which is really like odd, yeah. and, you know. And then a couple of things this. Obviously, this film was greenlit and started shooting and took place before the merger. So, it was part of the X-Men universe. Yeah. But they have, just recently, announced that the New Mutants will be part of the MCU. So Yeah. So, forget the whole, they, they're in the, the Fox, you know, X-Men universe. They're in the MCU. Yeah. So, this will be, I guess, officially the first Fox property... That will be part of the MCU. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing is Lockheed the Dragon is going to be in it. They announced that. Interesting. That's Kitty Pride's pet, and Kitty's not in the movie. What the fuck? So, why is Lockheed there? Right. Like, I I, I was a little confused by that. Yeah. Like, but, you know, whatever. I'm okay. not
0: expecting much of this movie, though. I'm yeah, no, <laughs>
1: no. We should say that during that whole time when the whole merger was going on and yeah. it was delayed and all that kind of stuff, the company went on to make the stand. Yeah. Stephen King's the stand.
0: Exactly. Which
1: Catherine McNamara, our, our our friend and uh past guest is is gonna be starring in and um so you know they weren't sitting idly by just waiting, but yeah, exactly. It's, be really I mean, interesting. it's
0: crazy that he jumped on that project and then had to come back a year later to finish this. I mean, yeah. it's crazy how the entertainment industry works, man. It, it really is. is. I mean, we just interviewed Bradley Gallo that Oh my goodness. We talked about him picking up his company, picking up the Green Hornet property a few weeks ago. And we actually got this guy on the show and he talks about that. He talks about how crazy the entertainment industry is and how much you literally have to bob and weave around different stuff. I mean, one day you're working on this, but then something contractually happens that you have to stop that for a second and shelf that and go over to this. Yeah. It's yeah. just crazy how yeah. it works out.
1: I loved how he said they basically got their hands on the only superhero that didn't belong to DC or Marvel. Right. <laughs> you know, like the only property. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Great interview. You guys are going to love that in a couple of weeks.
0: Seriously. Seriously.
1: Oh, this next one I'm so
0: excited about. I know you because, are. I mean, everybody knows I'm the Gray's guy of the group. You uh, are. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Co-nick up, resident. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the g- spin off series, Station 19, has been renewed for its fourth season. Uh, the series is produced by ABC Studios, obviously, and joins the mothership of Greys, which has been surprising, honestly, because there's been a lot of crossovers this season. There has. So I, I don't know what that's about.
1: Uh, I think it's when Krista Vernoff took over Station 19. Ah. She's now the showrunner on both shows, and I think it was her idea to kind of like, while they were always. Attached, if you will. Now they're like this universe. She's building this universe of it. And so, hence, the more crossovers. I see. I see. It's interesting, man. It's super interesting. Yeah, Vernoff, she's, she's kicking ass. But, boy, she took a lot of heat with the old Karev storyline, didn't I she? I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> because that shit was fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fuck Izzy. Okay, but anyway, um, our boy here, our boy that we want to get on the show and that we are just huge fan of Whiskey yes. Cavalier, Scott Foley. Yes. He has been tapped to lead this new series, The Big Leap. It's going to be Fox's ballet-themed hour-long comedy drama. Drama pilot. Ooh. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's comedy. Yeah, which makes sense because Scott Foley doing ballet. Yeah, he does exactly. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> although i think he could probably pull it off brilliantly yeah i mean we love scott foley it's gonna be interesting
0: um, man it's yeah it's basically gonna be like a remake to swan lake
1: yeah and it and it's about basically this guy who's chasing his dreams man he yeah. thought that thought it all passed him by but he's back yeah he's chasing his dreams trying to make it happen and so any story like that we love
0: Yeah, seriously. i mean that's
1: what it's all about Hell so, yeah. i mean and scott foley
0: i know i mean get come on the show scott Come on the show. There's
1: so much to talk to him about. I know. Man. Oh, my gosh. Come on the phone.
0: Now it's time to go over to the other side of things, the other juggernaut that is kind of in Disney's shadow. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Warner Media, they are, have announced a lot of stuff for HBO Max yeah. that's coming out in May. Uncle um, Jesse. Yeah, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> developing uh, good vibes only. Yes. Uh, a dramedy from John Stamos. School of Rock developers and executive producers Steve and Jim are are mogo dude. Uh, yeah, sure. That, that's their last sure. name right there. So, yeah, I mean, everybody loves Uncle Jesse. I mean,
1: and you, for anybody who's a fan of Uncle Jesse, you know way back, he performs with the Beach Boys all the time. He goes ah, on tour with them this. as yeah. the drummer. And so, so it only makes sense if you were going to do a, a, a series about the Beach Boys that John Stamos would be involved, right. right? So this is pretty exciting. I mean, I, you know, uh, there's been a couple of movies over the last 10 years or so, Um that have done well, Paul Dano. That, that that I can't forget the I forget the name of the movie off the top of my head, but it was brilliant about Brian Wilson and yeah. basically his breakdown. Oh. Um, brilliant movie, and um, so I mean, but the Beach Boys are popular, yeah, and I, I think they've always been a huge part of pop culture, and yeah. so I think the series will do really well. I, I mean, agree,
0: I agree, and I mean, other stuff they announced this week: an eight episode series order to Wall Street, and that's Wall with uh, W A. H L. That's yeah. Wahlberg, guys. That yes. a real
1: life Entourage, you're gonna see it. I'm pumped about this I one. I am pumped. so pumped. I'm fucking huge, huge fan of Entourage. I know. And for any I got him hooked on it. Just if you haven't watched it, fucking watch it. It's right. brilliant. But anybody who didn't know, Entourage was loosely based on Wahlberg himself yep. and his journey through hollywood exactly now we're gonna see the real thing though because apparently wall street is gonna give us an inside look to his daily life and pursuing movies and his and and all the stuff that he does along with his inner entourage his real life his real life entourage so So this is gonna be badass i'm so he's like following uh, kevin hart yeah you know like hey let's just do a documentary showing all the good and the bad exactly and kind of put it out there i think this is brilliant for people who like you know because it really we talk about this all the time about social media, and even the podcast with our interviews and everything, it, yep. it kind of like gets you close to them. It does. You kind of see the realism and feel like you can be a part of what they're going through when they do these type things. Yeah. And I love
0: that. Agreed, I mean, man. I'm so super pumped because this guy is motivating as hell. I mean, we had remember Sam Medina coming on the show yeah. and talking about, <laughs> yeah. if this dude's at five in the morning, then who, who am, am I? I? <laughs> I should be in there at five in the morning. So freaking shout out to Sam Medina. Oh my God. Go back and it, listen to that verse Interview, uh, yeah,
1: and if you haven't seen the video with James Corden and Mark Wahlberg echoing Sam Medina, but like James Corden goes over to Mark Wahlberg's house and tries to work out with him. And first of all, the gym is the size of a fucking Planet Fitness yeah, in his house or whatever. And oh, it's got to be one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Mark Wahlberg is like fucking badass. He is. I mean, it's gonna be great, gonna agreed, be great.
0: agreed. Now heading over to Viacom CBS, oh, they got a Showtime series adaptation of American Jig... What? American Gigolos yes with a
1: pilot pick yes. up with John Bernthal. Yes! I'm so <laughs> fucking pumped about this. Okay, you got... Yes, that American Jigolo, Richard Gere, way yeah. back, 80s, yeah. you know, about the male prostitute, okay? Apparently, the idea of a series for this had been around a long time, even approached way back in 2014. Wow. And like all this kind of... But Bernthal is attached now. He's going to star and produce... and Oh my... I know... I love fucking John Bernthal. I just think this guy is one of the most talented actors in the industry right now. And he's so underrated and everything he's in is brilliant. I couldn't imagine a better guy to be American Gigolo. (laughs) I mean, it's basically... Oh, my God. The premise is it's not Richard Gere's character, by the way. It's totally different. It's set in today's time or whatever. And it picks up after... Bernthal's character had been arrested for murder, and he's getting out of prison. Oh wow! So he's 18 years after he's been convicted of murder, and now he's trying to make his way in the world of the sex trade and you know oh, prostitution wow. in the modern day after getting getting out of prison right. for murder or whatever. I mean, but it's Bernthal. Yeah, I, I just. I mean this is going to be brilliant. I just – I'm really
0: interested to see what type of character he is going to come up with for this because like all all I think of Bernthal, I think of freaking like Baby Driver's character in the beginning where he's just a huge asshole or the Punisher where he's just super badass. But now he's going to be a male prostitute.
1: I I mean (laughs) – Like what? No, I know. When you think John Bernthal, I will give it to you. You don't necessarily think ladies' man, Right. But I he mean, always think, gets – he yeah. gets, he's the bad boy. Yeah. Bad boys always get the ladies, right? So I'm just figuring, yeah, this is going to be good. This <laughs> is going to be good, man. <laughs> but do know. women pay for sex? I feel like
0: women don't pay for
1: sex. Uh, hey, man, I'm sure there are male escort services as many <laughs> as there are female. I, I would bet. I would bet. Right. I don't know, but I – I guess we'll find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll find out. Bernthal, come on the show. Let's talk about it, dude. How do you do the research yeah, for this what, what role? what was is
0: the research for this? Like, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: How do you research a gigolo? Like, I mean, you know, it's just, I'm just saying. Oh,
0: my God. And will we
1: hear David Lee Roth? I'm just a gigolo oh and everywhere I go. I mean, you never know.
0: never freaking know,
1: man. I'm just excited, though. Oh, uh, my
0: God. Uh, <laughs> continuing with <laughs> CBS, uh, All Access is set to premiere a date for Stephen Colbert's executive to produce cartoon series, uh, tuning out the news. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm
1: super excited about yeah. this. It's basically going to be a daily show of news briefings uh, as a cartoon. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to voice the main character, yeah. but it's going to be real news. It's going to be a cartoon take on real news. He's going to have guests from the news world and politics yeah. and like all these kind of things. And and yeah, it's going to be basically these daily updates and then culminate with like I guess an hour long show on Fridays or or something like that but yeah it's going to be pretty epic dude interesting Cobert. I mean, he's yeah. hilarious. So. But
0: even more so, it's all about adult animation right now. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, and I mean, everybody's doing it. I mean, even Tina Fey right here. She's going to Netflix, and she's got a series coming, an adult animated series called Mulligan coming to Netflix. And it will they will act as p- executive producers, her and uh, Robert Carlock, who is her producing partner. Yep, yep. And this is going to focus on the humanity after the Earth is invaded and attacked by aliens That's another... or the coronavirus. Yeah,
1: or the coronavirus. Yeah. That's another theme, though. All kidding aside, uh, uh, along with adult cartoons or yeah. adult theme, these like end of the world, end of the world, alien invasion. What's after? What's after? Like, the yeah. you know we talked about that on last week's show about a, a, a novel that's being adapted yeah. for the first time about that a woman who's like trying to lead the comeback after an alien invasion. It's like that it seems to be a thing.
0: Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know where it all started. But Independence Day, probably.
1: I, probably, probably. I, man, what a great fucking film! That I know, was. right? I just, you know, the second one. Yeah. But, man, the first one, whew. Yeah, so epic, good, epic. so good. But Netflix is doing a lot this past week.
0: Uh, John Boyega, yes, that Finn from Star Wars, <laughs> um, signs an overall production deal with Netflix through his Upper Room Productions shingle to develop non-English language films centered around West and East Africa, which is super exciting. I watched a couple interviews with him about um, before the first Star Wars and how his dad was like, okay this is cool, I guess. But then he was like, um, he did a African film and that his dad was super pumped up about. So I think he wants to get back to his roots and show where the African American culture comes from. So I'm super pumped about this.
1: I, yeah, I I am too. It sounds like a really interesting idea and it sounds like it's going to be an awesome little series. And I'm surprised you even like let us have this in the industry news. So inter- the day you found out that he hated Friends or I wasn't know. a fan of Friends, I, I thought you would like exile him from the show at all costs. I'm a huge like. <laughs> fan of his
0: character on Star Wars. What can I say? I'm okay. a, it's because I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. It kind of balanced out. So we're, if I ever meet him in real life, we we'll just won't talk about friends.
1: No, oh, really? Because I thought that would be like the, the point of contention. Uh-huh. Like if we ever get him on the show and we're interviewing him, you're going to bring it up. Like, I have to ask you.
0: I mean, it <laughs> matters how the conversation's going. But then, like, yeah, it, I might have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's see what, what do you happens. think about the reunion? Yeah. How's it going to go down, John? Let's I just... don't care. <laughs> Come like, on the show. No, (laughs)
0: but man, that'd be super epic. Another one we want on our show, John Boyega. Come on the show, man. Come on the show. Um, Netflix is still doing a lot of stuff, man. They have picked up the sixth season of Emmy-winning Queer Eye ahead of its season five premiere. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I can't believe it's been on that long. Honestly. I know,
1: I, uh, me either. And, um, there, we're seeing this a lot also, like where they renew a show for a season before the current season yeah, even airs, yeah. like you know. Um, but queer eye for the straight guy, and I guess now it's just queer eye. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's always been popular. Yeah. You know. Um. I guess it, it found its little groove and found its little niche and just yeah. like boom. And um. But yeah, I was like you. Yeah, I had no idea. Five years yeah. already. So that's super crazy. Congratulations.
0: Um, like shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And while this isn't official yet, guys, I just want to throw this out there too because, like you said, Netflix is always just kind of surprising. It's looking really, really good. That. Lucifer is gonna come back. I know. That I was mean, crazy right? Too. Like, I I, we like, saw what? that, and I'm sure I we gotta start there.
0: watching this. And yeah.
1: Everybody says it's really good. Exactly, and and like so, but th- we're just throwing that out there, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it in a future show. But I wanted to put it out there because every day I see like a new story saying yeah. it's almost a done deal. Yeah. That Netflix is because remember everybody was oh it's gonna be canceled. They but, were pissed. Yeah. Now apparently not. Yeah, so, uh, I do got to start binging that one too, man. <laughs> Netflix, man. man they're, they're like all over it. They're like, uh, I know. we need content. Let's save it. I, yeah, yeah you know, it's canceled. It's saved. You it's don't know.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if later down the line they canceled a show and then realized they love that show or at right. least the fans love that show and then bring the show back.
1: Maybe that's what this whole new top ten you yeah. know, Matrix it is that on because which not one. only are they letting us see, but they're also seeing what the fans are watching yeah. and like, okay, maybe exactly. we should save that shit. Because how many shows have they canceled that were huge popular, yeah. you know, with the fans and they canceled them anyway? So maybe. Pay, maybe they should pay attention to their right. top ten matrix and go, exactly. oh shit, this one's in the top ten every fucking week. Maybe we shouldn't cancel it. I mean, it. Like, you
0: know, you know, <laughs> fucking crazy shit. Oh, man. Apple. Oh, I'm so super excited Dude. about this one. yes. Fucking Spike Jones's feature documentary Beastie Boys Story will play yes. at the IMAX theaters all around the country uh, April 2nd and then will be available globally on Apple TV Plus on April 24th. I really... I don't know if I want to freaking get Apple TV+, Plus, but I might have to just for this freaking
1: documentary. Dude, I am so excited. This all – they all – Spike and – and and they came together a few years back for like this Broadway thing. And this is where I guess this whole thing stemmed from or whatever. But um, it's basically going to be an inside look at their entire run, dude. About like during the touring and all the good stuff, all the bad stuff and the death and and like just everything. So – I am so I love the fucking Beastie Boys, yeah. bro. I was around for that. Yeah. Not yeah. not nineteen forty six. Not nineteen forty six, but, but, but I, the Beastie but Boys. But the Beastie Boys. I was a teenager and I was killing it with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. But um I'm super excited about this. Yeah. I'm loving all of these like music documentaries. Yeah. I, I just like we talked about the Beatles and now the Beastie yeah. Boys and like I mean and there's range, right? Yeah. Because I'm for pumped sure. about the fucking Beatles. And And the the Beastie Beastie Boys. Boys. Bring it all on, man. Uh, I just fucking love it. I
0: hope they uh, show some footage of what Rick Rubin was like recruiting them and how that whole process went about. Because, I mean, our top five this week is top five people who motivate us. And honestly, I didn't put him on the list, but he is another one of those
1: in the music industry that really motivates me. Absolutely, man. I mean, and just the Beastie Boys themselves, I think, you know, it was groundbreaking. There's no Eminem. Without the Beastie Boys, okay? In fact, there's not a lot of rappers without the – I think a lot of people need to remember that. You know, Flash 5 Freddy and and the Run DMC and the Beastie Boys and all these groundbreaking people back then, there'd be none of what we have now without these guys. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm excited for this one. Hell Yeah. Hell yeah. And,
0: oh, man. HDTV, guys. Everybody loves reality TV. I mean, it's the big <laughs> thing right now. Uh, but the Property Brothers, they are so freaking popular right now. I mean, they are basically A-listers themselves.
1: Hell yeah. But my it, mom loves that. Uh, yeah. She's got a little, little, little picture them. of them, you yeah, know. But, and, like, yeah. she, she is obsessed with the Property Brothers, bro. She's like, <laughs> oh, oh, man, the goodness. Brady Bunch thing, the renovation with yeah, the Property Brothers future. and the Brady Bunch. She, she didn't leave the TV. Yeah. She was like,
0: oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> Fucking, I love them. She burnt CDs, burned DVDs. Of it, she got shit. the book, man. Yeah. She got it
1: autographed and shit. I mean, she, uh, she just like, loves the Property Brothers. But they have
0: a new show coming out, which is super crazy. And it's adding another series to their sizable roster. I, dude,
1: they have like 547 I, yeah, it's series. Like, crazy. it's crazy. Like,
0: do you think they all film at once? Like, all right, I'm doing this for this one. All right, look at this camera for this show. Like, right? Ah, ah, ah. Like, they're super and busy.
1: The, and away from all that, too, they do a show in Vegas. Like, one of them's a magician and does like a magic show in Vegas what? or whatever. What? And they and they act. They actually started. Did you know one of them was actually on Smallville? What the fuck? I'm telling you, bro, these guys have been <laughs> like around forever and have done like everything. We need so. to try to get a property brother on the uh, show. Yeah, we seriously do. Either one. Either yeah, exactly. one. Exactly. Maybe they don't tell us which one it is and, and we that, have to guess. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> That would be they so would. fucking
1: epic. We start talking, and through the interview, we have to guess if we're talking to Drew or if we're talking oh to Jonathan. God. That would be badass. So freaking crazy.
0: <laughs> but anyway, they got this new show coming out, guys. And Mom
1: would know right away. I know.
0: She'd be like, That's Drew. That's Drew. That's Jonathan. Like... No, it's not. (laughs) That's just an impersonator. Oh, Uh, my gosh. (laughs) But this show is going to include visits from, like, A-listers. Brad Pitt, Viola Davis, Melissa McCarthy. I mean, a whole bunch of A-list talent. uh, Celebrity IOU, which premieres April 13th, uh, partners the siblings with... Famous guests to work on special renovations for people in the said guest lives. So this is going to be super interesting. Oh,
1: so that's interesting. Like, you know, Melissa McCarthy might do a house for her mom or yeah, for her sister. Yeah, like so. that. So, so, come on, Suki? Yeah, oh, I know, I, right? That's going to be – oh, my gosh. If the Property Brothers are smart – I'm just throwing this out there, Drew and Jonathan. I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe Melissa McCarthy – Does like a renovation on Lauren Graham's home. That'd be badass. Oh, fuck, bro. You know, like the Property Brothers meets Gilmore Girls. That thing would blow the fuck up. Oh, it I'm was. just saying, like, that would be the HGTV's largest audience ever. Hell yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out there. Exactly. Not exactly. Not, not that Brad Pitt's going to be a small audience. No. I mean, come on. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Brad <laughs> fucking Pitt. Oh, my <laughs> god. He'll, maybe he'll do something for Jennifer yeah, Aniston. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. They're just <laughs> friends. Just friends. Who
0: knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> they better be just friends. I'm i, I just mean,
1: it, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. In, oh, Oh. The oh. Guy. Oh. Chill. Uh, but anyway guys it
0: is now time for our guest segment we got the one and only Stephanie Drake coming on the show yes show is most notable from Mad Men and she also did a little short film Meredith like Life After Mad Men
1: yeah it was absolutely brilliant you guys need to find this and watch it it's like I can only imagine it's like every actor after a a run on a hugely successful show like what the fuck now exactly I mean it's so funny guys she is so great exactly exactly
0: up and comers are
1: really going to love this
0: interview. They're going to love how, I mean, you're not alone, guys. If you feel like you're not getting work, that's just part of the industry. Like, time in and time out. Guests come on the show and say it's literally... Ninety percent acting, or ninety percent auditioning, and the actual ten percent acting. And sometimes it's even a little less or slash more than that, like ninety-nine yeah. percent actually auditioning and one percent actually acting. But she has some great stories for everybody to hear. I'm so excited for the up-and-comers and all of our fans to listen to this interview. She is just literally one of the nicest people.
1: Absolutely. Here she is. Stephanie Drake welcome inside the crazy ant farm how are you today
2: I'm good thank you how are you guys
1: Doing awesome. Doing, doing
0: fantastic, awesome. <laughs> fantastic. So excited to have you on the show today. Absolutely. Thank
1: you. Absolutely. Thank
2: you. I'm happy to happy to call in.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, get a little crazy, you know.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, we're going to talk about Mad Men. Of um, course. Obviously, because, I mean, such a massive show with a massive fandom. Yeah, and scene stealer
0: right here I mean, on the phone. Ser- like, yeah. I mean, well, seriously.
1: I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard this a dozen times. So when I get to it and I tell you my favorite scene, you're probably going to know, like, <laughs> Uh, that's everybody's favorite scene but uh, <laughs> but what we like to do first of all is because we have a lot of listeners that that follow us and, and listen to the show that are trying also to break into the industry and so what we like to do first is to introduce you know and, and tell them how you got started was it something you always wanted to do did you kind of fall into it like how did you how did you get into the industry and start your acting career?
2: I always knew I wanted to be an actor since I was six. My dad took me to New York and I saw my first Broadway show Mm. and I was like, oh, that's it, (laughs) I know what I wanna do. And from there, I mean, I started doing school plays and I was in music groups and corrals. And then the biggest thing was that made it a little more serious and made me think, oh, I can actually pursue this as a career. Was my family. We moved to Baltimore when I was going into eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And there was a performing arts high school. There you go. And I went there and I was on the wait list. You know, it's right. not like I got right in because I'm so amazing. <laughs> I, was, like, 20, <laughs> I was 22nd on the wait list. And I think I found out I got in like a week before school started. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was planning on going to, you know, the public school down the street. Right. And then they called and I was like, oh, I'm going Like, this is it. Definitely. So I went there and it was, you know, your pretty stereotypical performing arts high school. We did so much theater and singing and dancing. And it was wonderful. And that's really where I feel like I learned how to act.
3: Oh, nice. And
2: then from there, I knew I wasn't that good of a singer or dancer. (laughs) So I knew, like, I could never be on Broadway. Mm hmm. So I thought, oh, why not go to college in Los Angeles if I want to, you know, end up on film and television? That'll Absolutely. be a great way to get out there.
0: Definitely. That's the place to be.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I luckily got in to USC mm-hmm. and, there you go. yeah, and came out here. And I've been here ever since.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. I love, I always love hearing, though, like when they start really young, like six, right. I know this is what I want to do. Exactly. <laughs> and and I mean, I, I love that. But, you know, What you got to follow through with, though, because we hear a lot of people say that, oh, I knew when I was there. But you've got to follow through. And like you knew this is what I want to do. So I got to get into this school Mm -hmm. and then I got to go out to L.A. and I got to, you know, I I feel like sometimes maybe it's that some people don't have the follow through. Right. And I mean, especially you,
0: because doing some research on you, we saw that you moved around a lot as a child. So trying to stick with that, that's really awesome. Truly pursuing your passion and truly pursuing your dreams.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, looking back, like maybe I should have been more open minded on other career paths, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> um, realizing now how hard it is to, uh, you know, be in the creative arts. Right. But honestly, like still to this day, there is nothing else I'd rather do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I just I, I love that though. We'll see though, I, and I, let's talk about this because I, I I watched it and I just thought it was hilarious. You know, your short film about what happens after Mad Men. <laughs> yeah. Just speak, speaking of, you know the the how hard it is, you know, out there in Hollywood and everything. I, I just was dying when she's laid in bed and she's like, I've watched this over and over yeah. and I'm doing this and I'm getting these. Just that was fantastic. Talk about that a little bit. Do you find now though, like. Because you know, we hear all the time uh, from numerous people we've had on the show, and and from people we know personally and everything. It's ninety percent auditioning, ten percent actually working. Mm-hmm. So, do you find that that creating your own content and shooting your own stuff like that? Um, That that's a good outlet for you when you're in between auditions or in between projects? Do you like to do that? And do you see yourself doing more of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably like 99% auditioning, 1% (laughs) working. I mean, it is that tough to yeah. get a job. Definitely, yeah. I've been very lucky that I've had as many jobs as I as I've had. And the Mad Men thing just turned into this three year gig. Mm-hmm. Right. Which was great. Um, but yeah, I'd say I put off creating my own content for years mm. because I didn't think I could do it it scared me. I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm only an actor. (laughs) And then finally, I got to this point where I was sitting on my couch one day and I was like, I am bored out of my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, there are only so many exercise classes I can take. And, you know, I can only call on so many friends to have lunch with me. Like, I have to do something else. So that's when I came up with the idea for After Meredith. Mm -hmm. And that was really the first thing I've ever done where I wrote it, I produced it, I was in it and I saw it from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And if you would ask me like a year after I finished, I'd probably say, no, I never want to do this ever (laughs) again. It's (laughs) really hard. Yeah, It's so hard. But now that you know enough time has passed yes absolutely i mean creating your own content is the way to go these days because the auditions they'll always be there and it's great if you actually you know Get a job, but the downtime is so brutal and there's just so much of it. Absolutely. That you have to find other outlets to stay creative and feel like you have a purpose in this world. So, yes, I will be doing lots more of that.
1: Awesome. And I've got to tell you, I'm extremely impressed if that was your first effort at it and you wrote, direct, and started it. it. It, I mean, it was great. (laughs) And we're going to be pushing it. I I want everybody, when they hear this interview, to go watch it because I thought Mm, it was absolutely hysterical and it so good i mean the, the the script the pacing moved along really well it was funny it, it was touching at, at times. like you connected with her and you kind of felt, So, felt i mean your first effort congratulations that's fantastic
2: thank you yeah i was pretty pleased yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised it turned out as good as it did too i mean there were so many times when i just wanted to throw in the towel right and just be like nope i'm done i'm not finishing this somehow i just you know made it happen
1: well, I mean, yeah, and like I said, you know, we've, we so many times we ask, "Oh, you write?" Uh, I mean, produce and direct, or you directed yourself in a, in a project, right. or whatever, and they say, "Oh my gosh, I don't know." That. So your first time out, you you direct yourself in, yeah. a, in something <laughs> that you wrote is just absolutely incredible, phenomenal. Actually, I yeah.
2: wish I could. I wish I could take credit for the directing. I did not direct it. Oh, oh. okay. Um, I had someone else direct it because I thought there was no way I could wear all the hats. <laughs> Be kind of hard. All right, all right, fair enough. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And thank goodness I didn't because I was so stressed out. Mm. There's no way I could have directed it as well.
1: Makes sense. So then my next question would be, do you want to direct a project now that, now that without wearing the other hats? Right, exactly. (laughs) Not the multitasking, just the one. (laughs) Because it was so well done and it was so well put together. Do you see yourself maybe in the future directing some stuff also?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think I'll probably start out small, you know, with like maybe some sketches, Mm -hmm. things like that, and then work my way up. Um but yes, I would probably just direct and mm-hmm. let everyone else do everything. <laughs> else.
1: Definitely, it's uh, you know we just <laughs> we just talked about that with one of our last guests about the pressures of uh, with Kevin Weissman. We talked about it, um, the pressures of producers and yeah. what they have to go through to try to pull a project together and get the funding and and do all the stuff that the, a lot of people don't realize how hard that job actually is. Exactly. And, and, oh my gosh. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. So, it's
2: so hard. Our last day of filming. I lost my voice oh so
0: my
1: goodness
2: you can if you go back and watch it again there are some scenes where you can tell i am straining mm. to get the words out like i was so stressed out and that last day came around and i woke up and i, I had no voice wow yeah but gutted
1: through but <laughs> yeah, gutted through I like mean, a true oh, proof obviously <laughs> I, mean, you I, held I don't it together. know how i
2: did it yeah <laughs> it was brutal and then i spent you know lunch our lunch time in the bathroom crying because oh my goodness (laughs) like there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. to make it happen and it's when it's your baby you feel it even more right you know like it was all up to me and then post-production was a whole other story oh yeah as an actor we're not involved in that Mm right ever um so that was a huge learning curve for me
1: Right. And it's amazing how it all like what what you first write on the page, though, and then what goes through the process and then you get into the post-production phase of it and everything. It's, it's amazing how it transforms from one to another. Right. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's just it's,
2: I'm so happy I did it. Um, you know, people have been telling me to make something for myself for so long mm-hmm. and I really am happy that I did it. I can say I did it. It turned out nice and now it's time to move on and do the next thing.
1: Absolutely, That's definitely,
0: up. and I mean, and it
2: won't be. Hopefully, won't be as hard. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now
0: you got that one under the belt. Yeah, now. nothing's ever yeah. like your first one, especially right. putting on all those hats and all that responsibility.
1: Let's jump in though. I want to talk about Mad Men because that was huge. Um, and I can only imagine what was it like in that atmosphere to to work every day on that set because I just feel like that had to be a massive set and and just the 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 crew and and the it seemed like everybody was so tight knit on that set and that everybody was kind of a, a family basically um and i mean the storylines could get pretty intense so I, i've always wondered like what's it like to be on that set
2: oh it was it was wonderful uh you know when i came on season 5 everyone had been together for so long it really did feel like a family and everyone knew exactly what was going on it was run like a well-oiled machine right um if i went to the bathroom someone knew i had gone to the bathroom <laughs> oh, if I oh, was wow. in my trailer they knew i was in my trailer like there would be times when i'd be sitting in my trailer for hours waiting for my scene and i'd always think that they just forgot that i was in there but no i mean they knew where i was at all times um But it was great. Everyone on the show was nice and happy to be there and thankful and grateful. And once they yelled, you know, action, it was on. And then as soon as they yelled cut, it was fun. I mean, everyone got along and at least from what I saw. Right. And it was a wonderful way. I mean, for me, I had this was that was my first television job. I'd only done commercials before mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. so i was basically learning how to be on a tv show from the best of the best
1: wow yeah seriously wow like, yeah yeah that's all awesome. did you have any um leeway with the character because i always felt like uh, everybody on that show kind of at certain points you could you could identify with maybe a little bit of the actual actor in the in the character did you have a little leeway did you were you able to play around a little bit with your character
2: I don't remember playing around a whole lot. The writing was just so good. and made it so easy to be her. Um, and it came very natural to me. I'm not quite sure what that says about me, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I felt like Meredith was, you know, I'd like to think I'm a little smarter. Well, she was smart, but, um, Yeah, it just, it all came together super natural. And, you know, from my first episode to where she ended up, we learned so much about her. And I was learning as we were going along too, you know, like it's not like in my first episode they told me that I was an army brat or, you know, that... I was gonna end up being his secretary. Like no one knew that yet. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So we were all just kind of going on the journey together and it was wonderful.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's awesome too. That that it kind of paralleled your own journey as your first show mm-hmm. and kind of that. That's fantastic. And my favorite scene is like definitely when you're with. It's not the airplane scene. I know that everybody says you know when when you get the airplane tossed at you, but like my <laughs> favorite scene is kind of like when when you're finally with Don and you and, and Meredith kind of goes for it. You know, and oh, yeah. that's my favorite. But because it just screams everything about like. Well, is do I do this? Do I not do this? this is what's expected or isn't it an expect And you could just feel it in. I mean, that whole scene just had me dying. and I just loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, but I really Thank do. You. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I, the, the journey and like you said, she was smart. I always felt mm-hmm. like Meredith, you know, you, OK, she's supposed to be this like ditzy blonde character and she's kind of just working her way through. And But you could always <laughs> kind of tell, hey, wait a minute. I'm more than this. I, I have some stuff to offer here. And so that where she ends up in her journey, you could kind of tell. I thought the writing was brilliant with the way they brought yeah. her along in that.
2: Yeah, I mean, she definitely had her blonde moment. Sure um but she was smart and she took her job really seriously and at you know by that last season she had almost like a maternal way with dawn and felt like she needed to protect him and it was a really nice it ended up being a nice relationship Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean when people ask me About Meredith, I say she you know Don Draper's ditzy but lovable secretary but she was smart she She was was smart
1: and very motherly like you said he needed Mm -hmm. somebody that he could trust somebody that actually cared about him and was concerned about what was going on with him and 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 that was Meredith I mean you could just tell the whole time she was looking out for him and yeah I I love that endearing quality and I think that's why people connected with Meredith so much honestly Mm -hmm. um so coming off of that, I can I can only imagine, do, do, you, do you like drama? Do you see yourself? Because like I said, your short was hilarious. So I mean, I feel like you've got a range where you could just do these intense comedies or these dramas and, and you would be fantastic at both. Do you have a preference as to what you like? Do you like drama more than comedy or where are you at on your range scope?
2: I love comedy. There you go. That is my jam. It always has <laughs> been. It always will be i love writing comedy i love being in comedy i mean that was the wonderful thing about my character
3: mm-hmm.
2: on Mad Men was it was a serious show but meredith had very comedic scenes absolutely um there was always whenever i would come on set people would be like oh great like it's going to be a fun scene today. Meredith's here, you know, like (laughs) it won't be so dramatic. Like even my really dramatic scenes where I'm coming on to Don or yelling at him that we're all going to get fired. Like they're still so funny. So, I mean, I haven't done much drama, Mm -hmm. so I would love to do that as well. But I feel like I just naturally lean towards comedy
1: I, I, I could see that yeah, I definitely. totally see you on a sitcom without a without mm-hmm. doubt I could see you on a sitcom and I that's kind of, I love that little story though because you know how awesome must it be whenever you show up to set you know nobody's gonna be mad they're exactly. always gonna be happy yeah. yeah. when you show day. up <laughs> exactly <laughs> So Stephanie's here. It's a happy day. I mean, uh-huh. I can only imagine because you know, so we've heard some horror stories where some people like walk up in the sets, ah, but nope. When Stephanie comes, it's a happy day. So that's great. Know, yeah, that is so fantastic. Fun. So, um, what what are you working on right now? What do you got coming up? What uh, I mean, anything that you can talk about or or stuff like that, or um, what you got doing?
2: Um, coming up, let's see. Well, I had a movie come out last summer. Mm hmm which is still available on iTunes, video on demand. That's called Deep Murder. Okay. If you guys haven't watched it, you have to.
3: Yeah, it is for sure.
2: So funny. <laughs>
3: it's
2: Definitely. A murder mystery within the world of a soft core porn.
1: Oh, oh, so okay, okay. Get
2: you right, then right like
0: elevator pitch,
1: right <laughs> yeah, there, right there. That, that should yeah. so
2: every I listener is now googling it. it, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. It has some amazing people in it, and we shot it in 15 days for not a lot of money, and wow. it turned out amazing. So definitely catch that. Definitely. And. I'm working on, I'm actually doing a ton of writing right now, so I don't know what will actually be next for me, Mm -hmm. but I'm working on a feature with a girlfriend of mine, and I'm working on a bunch of short-form comedy stuff, So it, and of course still auditioning for everything I can. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm in one of those moments where I don't know what's next, but I'm really excited about it.
1: Well, well, that's good, though. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I love that. that, that the, the attitude. I think attitude mm-hmm. is everything, and you just seem to have a really positive outlook on everything that you do, Definitely. and on the industry itself. But keep that realism, mm-hmm. which I think that everybody needs to understand. That look, this is really hard. But if you keep a positive attitude and you and you're passionate about it, you can do it. And uh, but you got to stick with it, and you kind of. And I just really love your attitude. Definitely.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'd say last year I was not so positive about things, but this year I've switched the attitude and it really does make all the difference.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. so what we like to do also is, and, and in this, in this vein, talk, talk about this, what advice would you have for people that are trying to get into it? And what pitfalls would you maybe kind of say, look out for this or try to avoid, um, you know, on the journey? What what would you pass along?
2: Um, I mean, the biggest thing for me has been just surrounding myself with other positive friends and -hmm. family and my husband is amazing and supportive and over the last couple of years just connecting with people who also want to be creative there you go and make things and write things and you'd be surprised who will reach out and want to do something with you and if no one does then do it yourself um that's a big thing and then honestly like what changed things for me in the very beginning we're talking like 10 years ago was Mm -hmm. getting into a great acting class
3: Mm, yeah
2: and learning that this is a business You know, when we start acting and, you know, when I was in high school and college, it's all about the craft and the art and that's all great. And it is, but it's also a business and that will be very helpful when you start navigating agents and managers and contracts and things like that. Like it's not always about... The art, unfortunately. That, yeah, but and it is you know that's a big part of it.
1: Great advice though, because I don't think a lot of people realize that going out there. You know, you're right. They mm-hmm. think it's all about the what I do, it's all about the acting, it's all about the fun side of it, but you do. I mean, it is a business and it can get mm-hmm. pretty ugly sometimes. So I mean I'm exactly. glad I'm glad we have somebody say that. Exactly.
0: You know? And especially yeah. something that is kind of parallel with the arts, but not technically the arts. Social media, what do you think about social media right now? Because it can either make or break you in some instances we've had some guests come on the show who've literally said that when they go in for an audition they've been asked how many followers do they have on instagram and stuff like that so how no. has social media played a part in your career
2: well no one's ever asked me that well, in that's an good Audition, and i honestly i don't know how important it is especially for the things that i go out for mm-hmm. but it could be i think social media if you're an actor in which i'm trying to do a better job at uh, myself is to just use it as another outlet to create things mm-hmm. right. and rather than like I just want to be insta-famous like I don't know if that really gets you anywhere anymore but especially if you want to be an actor right if you just want to be famous sure but you know that's that's something else but for me like I'm trying to create funny videos Mm -hmm. that just show my personality and honestly like gives me something to do on the weekends. Right. And then you can edit it together and add music and just have fun with it. But it is a great way to just put yourself out there. Mm Mm-hmm
0: definitely i mean especially a great promotional tool as well if you get all these yeah. followers i feel like that get to know you for your personality i feel like they would definitely go to the theaters or click on the latest streaming uh, service to see your face and see what like type of job you're doing so Absolutely. i mean yeah i feel like yeah. it can it, it's very both ways it it matters what you're trying to do in the industry i guess you're right
1: i think so i think so but there mm-hmm. it goes back to your smart approach you exactly yeah, i mean i really do think this has been a great interview because You've been very real Mm -hmm. about the struggles in the industry and how difficult it can be, but you've also been very real with what happens when you are positive and keep an upbeat attitude. You've shown that you can create your own stuff and have success. You've shown that you can, if you follow your passion, you can end up on a large show and and have a good time and and, and do that kind of stuff. It's been a really inspiring interview to say, look, here's the real side of it, but here's also what can happen, so stick with it. We
0: love interviews like that. And especially attitude is everything. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it really is. Just focus on being positive because, you know, it can, it really can get you down. I Mm -hmm. mean, the rejection is brutal, it's constant. It really doesn't get easier. I'd (laughs) like to say it does, but it doesn't. (laughs) And yeah, and you really do. You just have to find other ways to make you happy. Mm -hmm. If you only focus on the acting and if that's the only thing that's going to make you happy. You'll only be happy 1% of the time. Right. And right. Like that's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough
1: great that is fantastic is. way to, to to end it right there because that that's about the as real advice as you can possibly get listen we have been huge fans I, I, I just absolutely adored you on Mad Men I thought you were fantastic you. I love the short film and like I said I'm gonna push everybody to watch that because I just <laughs> think it's brilliant and you have been an absolute gem to talk to today yeah, thank you like... so much for coming on
2: oh you're so welcome thank you guys
1: absolutely and we can't get, let you get away for, without telling everybody where they can follow you because we want everybody to follow you exactly
2: yeah well, let me think <laughs>
1: let me there. find it um,
2: on Instagram I'm at Stephanie Drake one okay and then Twitter I am at Stephanie Drake.
1: fantastic and we will definitely make sure to direct everybody your way and to tell them to give you a follow and um, again open invite whenever you want to come back to talk about anything or just shoot the shit have some fun yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah you know if you're bored on a weekend just give us a call we'll we'll make that happen exactly
0: exactly
2: come on for a top five segment
1: anything like that absolutely man you've just been a joy so
2: thank you
1: well listen have a great rest of the week and uh we will be in touch soon definitely
2: great thank you guys so much
1: all right thank you
2: okay bye bye Bye.
0: well just a really positive influence on those up-and-comers i mean this is just another up-and-comer trying to Get some traction. Keep going.
1: I mean, she had the one big show, but then now creating her own content. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you, you got to do it. Yeah, exactly. But, and I, I just, again, we, we seem to always have some guests that that my favorite part is the realism. Yeah. I just funny. like how she said, hey, look, I was on this big show. It was my first one. And yeah. then I wasn't so positive. Uh, yeah. It <laughs> gets know? hard. It, it got hard. And I was a little shitty. I mean, yeah. you know, but uh I love the realism like that. Yeah, Exactly if you can't face that when you're out there, you're in big trouble. So yeah, it's just great. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you again, Stephanie Drake for coming on the show.
0: All right. Now it is time for the top five segment. And this week, tease it a little earlier in the show. It is top five people who motivate, and or inspire you. Oh
1: my goodness! This is a good one, bro. It was. This was a
0: good one to pick, man. Exactly. So many different people throughout so many different industries—real life, entertainment industry,
1: sporting events. Like yeah, anything. Yeah, dude. I mean, and wherever you get your inspiration or motivation from. I mean, that—that—that that, that, I think that's like. Whatever works for you,
0: right? Exactly. I mean... Exactly. I mean, some people are going to be surprised by my number five, but
1: <laughs> I was surprised yeah. by your... And I know you're a huge fan, exactly. so I was still surprised.
0: Exactly. But, you know. Number five, I got... Betty White, Golden Girl herself. Oh, <laughs> Betty White. I love her just because her attitude. She's so successful, but also so humble to the entertainment industry. I just watched her documentary on Netflix, uh, that Betty White uh, TV icon or whatever. Right. So freaking brilliant. You saw her come up through like Game Show Network doing, uh, she was a game show host at some point in yeah. time. I didn't even know that. Well,
1: and was married to, yeah. to a game show host for the longest exactly, time. I exactly, mean, until like, he
0: passed. Yeah. And it was super inspiring, and it's awesome how she lo- she literally handwrites each one of her fan mails back. Like, how
1: awesome is I that? I know,
0: such a nice human being. Like, Betty White, you truly inspire me, and you are someone whose attitude I want to in- inspire to be like.
1: Right, so, and we'll remember the kind words that uh, Ed Asner had when we interviewed yeah. him about Betty and, yeah. and uh, what what a gem he thought she was, and like, so, you know. Good choice, man. Yeah, yeah, good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Surprising but good choice. Yeah, right. Um my number 5, not surprising. Nah. I don't I don't think for anybody. My number 5 was Bob Iger. Yes. Um this guy just after reading his book, I got to tell you, I uh, I was just I've always been a fan, obviously, uh the with the way what he's done and and everything with Disney, but Right. This man's morals and his compass and and his and how he runs not only the business but his personal life and yeah. how he his interactions and his relationships with his family and there's this beautiful passage in the book when he talks about Steve Jobs yeah. and the friendship that they developed and and y- you know one of the first people that Steve called was was Bob about the cancer and like all the kind of stuff. It's just a very interesting way that he leads his life and lives his life. And um so not only does he motivate and inspire me business side, but on the personal side as well. I think you can be a good person with a good moral compass and be successful. Yeah, you know a lot of people think you can't, but Bob Iger proves that you can. Exactly. So you know that exactly. he's number five for me.
0: Hell yeah, Hell yeah. Number four for me is I mean you know her, you love her, you know we love her, Oprah, Oprah. Winfrey. Oh. <laughs> um, my goodness, uh, my mother read multiple of her books, and honestly, she just feels like my grandmother. Like, I, I feel like I have a connection to Oprah that no one else has. I'm just saying, but maybe, at,
1: maybe Gail, and
0: maybe Gail, but not me, not like me. I mean, like, just where she came from and how she got started and where she is now, that is truly so inspiring of what I want to do. I want to be literally on top of the world, and that's where she is right now. So I'm going to join you one day, Oprah. You can
1: count on it. <laughs> okay, very similar, though, to, to my number four, reasoning-wise. Yeah. Um, My number four is RDJ, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. And there's a reason why he motivates or inspires me so much, and it's because I think he is the epitome of Somebody who can show you that no matter how bad your life gets, no matter where how far down you hit rock bottom, you can recover. Definitely. You can be okay. You can get back to the life that you want to live and even more successful than you ever were before. He is the epitome of a turnaround and a success story. I mean you're talking about a guy who broke into a house and was sleeping in a little girl's bed. Agreed. And you know yeah. – not so long ago yeah and now look at him like you said much like oprah on top of the world and just ruling it all and yeah. and and, it, and it's just if ever there was an inspiring story about no matter where you are in life it it is okay you're gonna be okay yeah. you can turn it all around so exactly rdj man yeah. some, something to definitely emulate and look at and go you can do this yeah agreed. you can do this agreed uh
0: number three for me is the Mamba himself, Kobe Bryant, still so hard to even think about. Um, just because this man was so super inspiring. If he had one goal in life, it was to be like one of the best basketball players at all time. His work ethic to hone his craft is just so freaking inspiring just what he was able to bring to the game and to life he was an amazing father and just to bring that passion and that joy and teaching that knowledge to his kids is just so inspiring he is someone who I aspire to be as like a filmmaker inspiring never stop learning always keep going you're not the best yet like always thinking in that mindset but also a father always wanted to keep them first because it's about them it's always going to be about the people who come
1: after you absolutely so that is truly something that i inspire to be Mm. good choice good choice All right. My next one, number three for me, no secret, Autumn Reeser. Yes. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. Just an extremely inspiring individual. Her upbeat, positive attitude about everything in life, if you follow her on social media and you're having a bad day, you are bound to be lifted up by something that she posts. She's just real. And she says, I I guess why people relate to her so well and and why I did, the way I did is because – She's She just – you know what? I'm having a really bad fucking day, so I'm going to post something really positive because you might be having a bad day too. Those are the kind of people I aspire to to be around and, and yeah. have in my life are people that like want to say I might be having a shitty day, but if I can make you feel better, I'm going to do it. Right. I mean to me that's – in business, in life, in just family, in anything, if, the, if you can make somebody smile or do something to make somebody's life a little bit better – you should do that okay and and she's that person she's that type of person that no matter what that's what she does And, you know, she doesn't try to hide she has bad days or shitty times, but she just tries to always look at the best in life and the best outlook and positivity, and, you know, she screams positive vibes. So, number three for me. Exactly, exactly. Number two
0: for me is Joe Rogan. This man has been in the entertainment industry for so long, but not a lot of people know it. Go back to Fear Factor, and before that he was still doing stand-up comedy. But this guy inspires me because – that he's never afraid to step out of his comfort zone and learn something that he is completely ignorant about. Like, I always feel like he's just a step ahead of everyone else in life. Just because he puts forth, the epi- uh, puts forth the effort with his mind, body, and soul, anything and everything that has to do with land, civilization, and where we're at as human people, like, he learns about it, and then I feel like, is just a step ahead, like I said. But he's honestly so inspiring for as a podcaster, as a man, and just hopefully one day get to meet him and have him on the show as well, because he is one of the best podcasters out right now. So, Joe Regan, come on the show.
1: That would be epic. Yeah. That would be epic. My number two is also a Joe. Yeah. Joe Bergman. Yeah. My, my little bro. Um, he passed away, you know, long, 20-something years ago. I can't believe that already, but um, he probably was the single most inspiring individual I've ever had in my life, honestly. Um, Even though little brother, he, from the moment he was born, inspired me to live a better life, and he always went that way. He was always positive. Whenever he was confronted with a challenge, he overcame the challenge and said, I will not accept no. I will not accept that I can't do this. And um, his positive outlook on life and his always upbeat attitude to take on any challenge that was given to him inspired me in so many ways and um to this day I still aspire to try to live up to that. And he had this like expectation of that I could do that too because there was a time when I didn't think that I could and he was always like you can you can you can and so every day now I still aspire to live up to what he thought I could do and try to be at least half the man he was. He died at 19, but he lived more, I think, in those 19 years than most people live their whole lives. So it's hard not to be inspired by him. So, number two.
0: Definitely, definitely. Number one for me is Tom Holland, honestly. Just because someone who is so close to my age right now and so successful, I mean, basically... Getting Spider Man back into the MCU, working out that whole deal, and like being so close with Bob Iger and all the executives over at Disney and Sony, yeah. just trying to mend things between them and also basically coming up with the idea of Spider Man 3. So, yeah. I mean, this dude is honestly on the ride of a lifetime right now, and he is somebody I also inspire to be at the age that I am right now. So, I'm they always say, do not try to compare yourself to people around your age or people in the same entertainment business but it's so hard it is really hard but I mean I'm still like inspired and look up to someone who is my age or someone who is younger than me so right I mean there's no reason not to do that especially when you see their attitude and their goals and their aspirations of what they want to do in their life so yeah Tom Holland number one really inspiring
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and uh I, I like that i like that you that you say that because you know you, you do hear that a lot comparison compare don't compare yourself to you and while you're not necessarily comparing your path comparing you the success that he's right. had at the age that he's had and the yeah. things he's done I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that um my number one i'm, I'm keeping it in the family yeah. <laughs> uh, my daughter yeah I mean, Emily, Lil Cam, you guys know her, you love her, but uh, it's hard for her not to be my number one source of motivation. I think any parent out there will tell you once you have a child, it becomes all about your child and you are motivated from that point on to do everything to make sure your child has everything they need. But also to better yourself so that you can be the best possible parent or person in your child's life. And so every day she motivates me to get off my ass and keep doing what I'm doing or yeah, and she'll let me know. Yeah. I promise you she'll let me know. Y'all know Lil' Cam. Lil you don't see her, Cam. but you can hear her. Yeah. Feisty Cam is there. Um, but yeah, my child, my baby girl, number one, motivates me every day. Yeah, man. Good top five. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a, I love these categories. I know. It <laughs> gets so good, and people learn. I think so much about us. About us, ca- yeah, yeah. In these categories and everything, so yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. Got a new good. book, by the way. Yeah. Just always thinking about that book club thing, you know. Yeah, right. yeah Ted Turner, bro. Yeah. Keeping that with the biography. Yeah. You know, I am Ted. There you go. I'm excited. I mean, I know you. Have you finished your Kevin Smith book yet? I have. Yeah. So you really got to get a new good. one. You got to jump on it, man. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> oh man. But now it is time for the box office recap. Oh my goodness. Being off last week, didn't get to make any predictions. But uh, Invisible Man was number one last week, so I got that right. That's all I. Remember. I didn't see it. I, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, okay. Ridiculous. But yeah. I, That was a
1: dad joke. See, that's where Feisty Cam would have come in and said, "That's such a fucking dad yeah, joke." Yeah. Right. You know? Like. I mean, but it was. It's okay. Apparently,
0: <laughs> it was pretty good <laughs> though. That's what I hear. Yeah, so going to have to go out and see that one. Uh number 1 last week was Onward with 39.1 million. That one looks pretty good. Good mm. family film it looks
1: like. Tom Holland. Good.
0: Yeah. Exactly, there you go, scene, man. See, right there. Uh number 2 was the Invisible Man with uh 15.1 million. There you go. Number 3 was The Way Back with 8.2 million and ooh, we saw that one. We
1: did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wanted in, more out of it. Did. There 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 but was But it some, was very realistic. Yeah, there were some plot points where you were like I need more. I need, I need to know what's. I need resolution here. Yeah. But overall the film was like really great and might be Ben Affleck's best performance. Yeah. I mean, it I, granted it's probably because it came from such a real space real for him place, yeah. real place but um but yeah i think worth going to see yeah I, you know it's one of those small movies where if you if you overlook it you know you wouldn't be surprised but you should try to go find this if you can and see it it's good
0: agreed agreed and uh number 4 is sonic the hedgehog still sticking around with around 7.7 million and number five is the Call of the Wind with six point eight million. A lot of family films, a lot of yeah. family friendly films. Uh, makes sense, man. I mean, you know, you know, Disney rock and rolling, <laughs> doing what they can. I believe Onward is um, a Disney film. So, uh,
1: yeah, well, and yeah, and uh, not only Tom Holland but Chris Pratt. Now, it's filled with Marvel shit. boys. I mean, yeah. you know, so yeah. you knew of it would be successful. to be successful. <laughs> Exactly, oh, exactly. My
0: but new movies that are coming out this week. You got. I still believe that's gonna be that's that. Uh, KJ, appa won that religious faith won. That's right,
1: and little little secret here. Little secret. Lil Cam is in it. She's in it. She's in this film, guys. She's at the at the music fest that, that the character is, is performing at. So if you look real hard, you still probably won't see her, but no. she's, there. she's
0: there. She's there. I told her she should go on IMDb and put herself <laughs> in. Uncredited. Exactly. I, I mean,
1: come on now. Everybody else does. Fuck it. Exactly. Yes, Lil Cam has an IMDb page. You can find her. Hell yeah. It. Hell yeah.
0: Hell um, yeah. Number are also coming out uh, Bloodshot. Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. Yeah. I'm not interested. No. I'm just going to be. Be honest, no. I'm not interested. I don't know what the
1: fuck this film's about. No, I just you know I I like Vin Diesel, but just stick with Groot. By the way, you saw he released a new Groot? Yeah, it's like a different version yeah. of Groot again. But yeah, stick with Groot. Stick with the Fast movie. I can't believe I'm saying stick with the Fast movies, I know. but just yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of this. Like, isn't it like a sequel to that that Dark? Something movie. I can't even remember the title of it. I think it's a sequel to a series that he's done or something. I don't don't know, know, man.
0: I don't know. I don't think it's going to do pretty well. But I'm just saying, uh, The Hunt is also coming out. That's a thriller movie, so you can go see that one. Good thriller movies all available right now. Uh, You got The Invisible Man still out. You got, in select theaters, you have Impractical Jokers, uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, Bad Boys for Life, Fantasy Island, The Photograph. Just saw that. Really good date movie, so... All those men and women out there who's looking for something to do, go see the photograph in select theaters. (laughs) Uh, I got Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Onward, Emma, The Way Back. A lot of good stuff out right now. Yeah, yeah. But number one, I think it's still going to be Onward, family friendly, Mm -hmm, going to stay there. I think it's going to be around 25 to 30 million. It's going to be a lot. Like what it got last week, and it's opening weekend. I'm just saying because there's not a lot of good stuff coming out this week. Right. Um, number two I think will be, I still believe, KJ App was one with around 10 to 15. Number three I think will be Bloodshot with around 10 to 15. Number four I think will be, hmm, what do I think will be number four? Maybe Sonic the Hedgehog again. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um. With around 5 to 10. And number five I think will be The Hunt. With around 5 to 10.
1: I, I, this is going to be really interesting to see how you do this week. Yeah. Not not just because of the movies, but because of coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Will people go see them? Exactly. Will, or will it keep people away? I mean, like we talked about at the top of the show, they're talking about even maybe closing theaters down. Yeah. So what will the box office yeah. be?
0: And I'm just saying, we are film lovers, filmmakers. If the theater is open, we're going.
1: Hell, like, like, hell yeah! I'm just oh, like, yeah. I mean, not just... gonna
0: be straight away because of that.
1: No, nah, I will spray that shit down exactly, and like just. Yeah. Uh, I'll I bring
0: a whole fucking towel that I'll throw away at the uh, end. Ex- and exactly, sit on that bitch, exactly. Like... But
1: we are going to the movies and go with Regal Unlimited, <laughs> right? Regal, Regal, Regal Unlimited. Unlimited. It's if the... nobody else is gonna go, use your Regal Unlimited and see fucking five movies that day. Just exactly. go see them, man. It's just...
0: the new and improved movie bass. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> it's so much better. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's
1: how you defeat coronavirus. Exactly. Regal Unlimited. Regal
0: unlimited <laughs> oh my goodness and great marketing by the way with uh captain unlimited
1: yes yes the whole superhero thing they're on it man yeah they know
0: they're smart they're they smart man. i mean other people that are smart everybody at imdb pro mm, yes the bible everybody looks at imdb everybody loves this app especially if you're in the entertainment business if you're up becoming actor director producer anything anything you should be on this app. It IMDB should be. pro, only nineteen bucks a month, so worth it. You have so many contacts, so much unlimited resources. It's well, Trillions. You know,
1: you just said it. Unlimited. Yeah. So it's basically a bargain at nineteen ninety nine a is. month because it really is unlimited. Agreed. I mean agreed. Uh the top trending movie this week
0: is The Invisible Man. A lot of talk going around about it. So I mean, go out and see that Elizabeth
1: one. Moss, Mad Men. Yeah,
0: Mad exactly. Right. I'm just there. saying. Yeah.
1: West Wing. Yeah. Huge. But is she the Hands one? Tale? Maid's Maid's Tale? yeah. Yep. Yeah, she, she had a few hits. <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: A little bit. <laughs> uh, top trending TV show is Altered Carbon, which is on Netflix. Mm. That's that one with... Uh, Falcon there yes yeah, yeah. apparently it's pretty good I haven't watched it yet but I, I mean there's so many fucking series I know right now.
1: I know it's so hard to keep up with all of this stuff yeah one I want you to watch though and I'm just I want you guys to watch I, just because we're on video now again that's right exactly. I want you guys to watch um for life, man. For I life. I keep telling you, fifty cents one. Yeah. Joy Bryant. Yeah. Oh my God. That this past week's episode was all focused on Joy Bryant's side of it all. Yeah. And kind of it just it's so good to see her back on TV. She's so brilliant. But this show is fantastic, yeah. bro. I'm telling you, you and Lil Kim would eat it up. Yeah. It's really good. And oh. It's only four episodes in, man. Yeah. Jump on that shit. Nah, shit. Like, oh shit. Oh shit.
0: So much different stuff. You got Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Oh my I'm watching gosh.
1: Hunters like so much shit. Warner Media picked up Zoe's for France. Are say there. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. So yeah, it's going to be they're excited about it. Their little press release was like this is a brilliant show done by yeah. brilliant people and extraordinary music and you know, so they're they're thrilled. Exactly. So everybody's jumping on it. You yeah. know, it's NBC Universal, but you know, like and it's Lionsgate yeah. that actually – but Warner Media wanted it. So yeah. they're like, fuck it. We can't have it in America. We're going France. Right.
0: So, like, And you can listen to the interview with the creator himself, Austin <laughs> Winsberg, <laughs> yes. on Inside the Crazy M Farm. Go back and listen to that Great interview. interview. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he he talks for us. He does. Like. He's, one
1: of the, he's like the second or third person in the history of the 104 shows that out-talks me. It's true. I mean, <laughs> it hasn't happened often, yeah. but, but two or three times people have actually out-talked me. So. So, so funny, man. It's okay, though, because it was, it was an in- informing and entertaining interview, yeah. and I mean, he's a great showrunner, yeah. so. And uh, top trending star this week is Anna DeArmas,
0: has uh, been top trending star for the past couple of weeks, yeah, so congratulations uh, uh, to her. Yeah,
1: upcoming Bond movie, right? Yeah, yeah so and uh,
0: Affleck's New Girl. Yeah. I saw that on tw- I had no idea
1: until I just saw that on Twitter, but. I, I did not either. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The Way Back? The way back, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you go, you yeah, yeah, no, you'll see. I mean, you know, you, you get sober, land a bond girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, you, you, know, know, you know, he is Batman, he is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Patterson, I, I mean, am your father, I am your father. That's, my, your father. that's oh, right, my
0: <laughs> Kevin Smith's story. If you went on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot tour, you will know what we're
1: talking about. Yes, and if you didn't. Oh, well, you missed, you out. missed it. You missed, missed it. Out.
0: Uh, I saw that they were in Australia. No, they were streaming the movie in Australia yeah. for like yeah. one night only. Yeah. But. Uh- Hopefully nobody got any Corona there. I mean, Tom Hanks did, but the hopefully... only,
1: like I said, the only Corona I want is the kind you stick the lime in. Exactly. You know, that's still good. Go buy Corona beer, people. Don't don't those poor people get the lime I and know, the coconut
0: that, that's... and shake it all up? <laughs> oh, goodness. But anyway, guys, thank you again to Stephanie Drake for coming on the show. Yes, it's such a phenomenal interview. Make sure to follow her on all pod or on all social media platforms. I'm unaware if she has a podcast. Not, no, um, if
1: she does, listen to it. Yeah, exactly. I if not, listen to ours. Exactly. Well, yeah.
0: uh, I'm pretty sure it's Stephanie Drake 1 on Instagram and Stephanie Drake on Twitter. Yes. So yes. follow her on social media. Follow us on social media. We're at Crazy Media all over podcasts, All over. All
1: over social media platforms. It's hard to miss us. You can see us everywhere. I know. You can everywhere. see
0: us now. <laughs> um, and follow us both personally on all host social media platforms, myself at JLoFantastic,
1: and Crazy Ant Guy, 1970. 1970. Which, in... It totally implies that I could not have been around in 1946. (laughs) (laughs) Makes
0: sense. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast: Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, so many more. You can – yeah, watching us on YouTube right now. Right now. Right now. Um, Make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com. Where, where you, can you can also watch us. <laughs> where you can watch our favorite episodes of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, our favorite interviews, our most notable interviews. I yeah. mean, we got Oscar winners, Grammy winners, Tony winners, all those good winners. I mean, seriously. Yeah, all that good shit, man, all that good shit. And but, don't forget, we're pinners. Yeah, we're pinners. Follow us on Pinterest. Uh,
1: <laughs> you want and, to know what we like? Exactly. Uh, what fashion do we like? What photography do yeah, we like? I mean, it's you it's can find there. out. It's
0: all there. I have a big cats page because you do. my favorite animal is... The lion and a tiger and all the big cats. You can see my big cats
1: page. I have an 80s cartoon page. Yeah. Because I was around in the 80s. In the 80s? Not the 40s. Not the 40s. No, no. Are you sure? I, 80s, baby. <laughs> 80s rule. <The laughs> Blue Falcon and Dino are going to be in a new Scooby-Doo movie. That's I'm just exciting. Saying, That's it's exciting. exciting. Yeah, it's oh, exciting. Yeah. I just got all pumped for the 80s. <laughs> you bro. Did. you Pint- did. You see what Pinterest can do for
0: you? I know, right? Follow
1: us over. <laughs> do for
0: you what Pinterest can do for us like what I don't know
1: <laughs> this this brought to you by Pinterest
0: right exactly I wish from freaking you know who else was around in the 80s
1: oh yeah Oprah, Oprah!